whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Even men like me and you, then you saw me and you. All right, welcome back. This is episode 40 of the Caratine Podcast for 17, uh, 17th of June. And uh, as always, our our uh, our motto for the Caratine Podcast is Romans 12 to change your mind, change your life. We have a very special guest here today. Woo-hoo. Eric Simpson. Yeah. So we are just so glad that you could join us today. Thanks. Glad and, uh, to be here. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, but as before we get started, though, uh, we always have a uh, a soft start, and so we just want to kind of dive into that real quick here as we get started. New music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will be edited out. No, don't edit that out. <laughs> edit that out. Okay. <laughs> Tell everybody this is my song. <laughs> Eric wrote this. <laughs> okay, so Eric, we got some questions for you, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll fill in some to here. But if you had a time machine, what period of time would you travel to? Because we want to get to know you. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a loaded question. So, if I was a spectator and didn't have to live in that moment, I feel like the obvious answer is biblical times. Go back and be when Jesus <laughs> yeah. was walking there. Um, but I might be a little too foofy for, for that type of <laughs> lifestyle, so I don't know if I can make it around then. But um, I think the 20s seems like a cool era, too. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but also, like, man, I'm giving you too many answers. The future, too. I want to go to the future. I that was see. the one I thought of. Yeah, but yeah. I've watched thing. But like, I've also yeah. watched all the Back to the Future trilogy, so I know that I can get in some issues messing with that kind of stuff. <laughs> Just so. don't buy those. Uh, those uh, yeah. I've been working on a flux capacitator for Uh, a long time. (laughs) (laughs) The almanac, that's what I was thinking of. There you go, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I, I did see uh, 1.21 on the back of somebody's car the other day. It was pretty cool, so... I liked liked in the new Avengers movies when they said that everything they taught you in Back to the Future was wrong. Because they say you can't meet yourself, and then in the the Avengers movies, they do meet themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so one of the characters actually goes, you mean everything that I've ever been taught about... <laughs> Time travels wrong, and they go. You got that from movies. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. It's right. <laughs> All right. If uh, what fictional television family is your real life family similar to? Ooh. Well, I mean, the obvious answer should be The Simpsons, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'm that functional like though. But, <laughs> so, like, yeah, I'd want to say, I'd want to say the the Cleavers, right? That's that okay. would be the perfect answer, yeah. but probably more. Along the lines of like Roseanne is probably what I was, my real I know life growing is. up, mine was Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's probably more where we're at. You Ours know? is definitely the middle. Lovingly, <laughs> lovingly <laughs> For fighting For multiple each other reasons. Other. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. My two dads. No, no. no <laughs> another story for another day. Yeah, okay. Moving on. All right. What nicknames have you been called throughout your life? Man, I never had a cool nickname. Oh, mine weren't cool. Trust me, man. Yeah, I did not have cool names. Um, I, so I had a family member who called me Peanut for a really long time, which okay. was really annoying. Okay. Is there any rhyme or reason to that I name? think because I didn't like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, he was one of those guys. Uh, and he also called me, this is embarrassing, called me Unts. Okay. Unts. All right. Yeah, there's no explanation of that either. It just sounded really lame, so he'd go, Unts. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I you didn't can, expect that answer to that question. You can edit that out, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the last question is, what is a word that you always mispronounce? Uh, so, okay, so I have to put stuff, like for work, 
at my job, I have to put something online, and it's this like it's this cookie cutter line that I have to put on there. And if I say it out loud, I can never say it. The word it's two words combined: special message. Special message. I have to, yes, that's how I special. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, because uh-huh. you're. If I ever say it fast, I'll be like, we're gonna put you know to leave a special message. <laughs> Yes, special, That's special awesome. message. That is, yeah. my, mine is always, uh, I always say wiffle ball, and Jill's like, it's wiffle, and I'm like, oh. So my wife will like this. She, uh, whenever I say wolf, I, I say woof. Me too. But I do it on purpose, but she, I mean, she obviously thinks I'm the funniest human being. Alive. This is a Midwest thing, because I notice a lot of people do it, but Jessica will call me on it. It's, I don't say while we're here, I say why we're here. Oh, it's like a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And I and I actually Why heard it here. on a commercial the other day. <laughs> so it is totally a Midwest yeah. thing. But yeah. yeah, instead of the L gets dropped. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. That's too long to <laughs> get to the point. Well, as we dive in today, uh, we, we want to talk about a handful of things. Uh, one is we want to we're going to talk a little about Celebrate Recovery. Um, Eric is our uh, Celebrate Recovery and Care Night coordinator. And so we are so thankful for for, for your service and for your leadership in that. And we also want to talk a little about uh, his music as well. So we'll, we'll, we're going to talk right. about those two topics cool. today while we're on the show. Uh, so Eric, uh, tell us a little about uh, Celebrate Recovery. What is Celebrate Recovery? Uh, what does it meant to you? Uh, you know, what, what is the life change you've seen uh, happen yeah. in Celebrate Recovery? And uh, I, I want to point out before he jumps in too yeah. that uh, of the people sitting in this room, because Callie hasn't jumped in yet, but she's here as I'm well. Here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eric was serving in this ministry and area before any of the rest of us were. So he, mm-hmm. he actually predates us. So yeah. even oh, yeah. even just talking a little bit about like bringing Celebrate Recovery here and what that was like. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah, and well, and when Celebrate Recovery first started here at Northside, um, I wasn't even part of that yet. You know, there was about a group of nine people who I joined probably about four or five months after they had gotten started. So they were really on fire when I got here. Um, and so that's why it was such a welcoming place for me to, to be because I was in the midst of um, an, an addiction to alcohol um, and just a lot of issues that I was working through. And this just was a place for me that to really kind of surrender a lot. So like, Short answer to what Celebrate Recovery is, is it's a it's a Christ-centered uh, 12-step program for um, the words that we use, our hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, I feel like there's an initial response to you think that um, that that's all addiction, that's, a, that's a alcoholism or some kind of drugs. Um, but deeper than that, you know, there's, there's eating issues, body image issues, anger, jealousy, codependency, um, all kinds of, all kinds of things that people come here for to get freedom from. Mm -hmm. And it's really just about being able to surrender that to Christ and working through that with other people who have either been there or in the midst of that at the same time. I heard some stats on Celebrate Recovery that one in three people now that, that attend and and remember Celebrate Recovery is worldwide. Right. One in three, uh, persons that attend are not there for drugs or alcohol. Mm-hmm. So while mm-hmm. in all honesty, that is the beginning of that program, <clears throat> excuse me, was to have a Christ centered 
uh, recovery program for addicts and alcoholics, uh, it has grown well beyond that. And you explain that very well, that it's really anything that is, and I like to say, standing in the way of your freedom mm -hmm. that God wants for you and standing in the way of a deeper relationship and connection to Christ. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, you know, that's with this podcast, which I'm so thankful that you guys are doing. Um, you've been doing an awesome job so far. Um, Thank you. I hope that this this type of uh, discussion about about Celebrate Recovery can open up the doors for people who are struggling with things like that and can maybe drop a little bit of fear mm -hmm. and hesitation to want to come, you know, to care night on Monday nights because, you know, Tom and I talk about it all the time. There is a huge amount of people at this church and all over the area that could get so much from being in Celebrate Recovery. Um but there's some type of fear, something that's holding them back. You know? And to that point, <clears throat> since we are kind of making a, I don't know if plea is the right word, but um, <laughs> encouragement to folks, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be of the intensity level. I think sometimes mm -hmm. when you hear recovery, it gives this sense of somebody whose life was completely destroyed. Do we have those folks? And do we have some awesome stories of victory and healing? We absolutely do. But this is for people who go, you know, I've had this resentment in my life toward uh, an aunt or uncle for mm -hmm. 20 years now, and I haven't been able to have the relationship with them I know I need to, and I can't be a witness for Christ to them because there's this stuff between us. This is for you. right? Or the person that goes, you know, um, I have a habit of chewing my nails, and while I'm not hurting anybody, it's unbecoming and it affects my view of myself, and because of that, I'm less confident, and I'm less confident in everything I do because of that. This is for you. Yeah. So there are these things where um, we, we sometimes are preconceived notions about what recovery is or what this is for. So anyway, not to, not to over-talk that, but I just this, this really can be for anyone. Yeah, it doesn't have to be coming off of a rock-bottom, life-is-over type of thing, but more yeah. about like what's keeping me between my relationship with Christ and the people around me that are trying to lift me up. Yeah. What, what are some, um, you know, obviously we don't want to, we want to keep confidentiality, but what, what are some wins that you can share with, with some of our listeners? With me or with, I mean, no, just that I've just, seen just there in general. Yeah, man, I've, you know, I've seen marriages put back together. I've seen, uh, fathers, uh, start having relationships with their children. I've seen, um, men who are at a place to where they've been incarcerated or in rehab facilities who are now working great jobs and being part of the community. But I mean, biggest thing that you can go over top of all those things is that I have guys consistently coming back wanting to be a brother to other people. That's awesome. And are growing in their relationship to Christ. I mean, who are like, hungry to like be in the word every day and that mm -hmm. know like they start to see that like Christ is getting me through this every day and I'm not waking up wondering if I'm gonna make it through the day without doing something I don't want to do like that's mm -hmm. I mean that's the huge thing you yeah know? it's good yeah well and some of those too I mean I remember one of my first CRs I went to uh you know we had one person get you know 25 years yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, another person got like a 17 years so, I mean you're, you're talking like long term, you know, results. We're not talking about yeah. just getting it through a, a weekend or something, you know. Yeah, and to be able to be a part of that like every week, like <clears throat> that that is a 
what a way to lift me up for the rest of the week. You right, know, it's yeah. just watching other people celebrate what's what God's doing for yeah. them. Talk talk a little bit, Eric, because we really do want to showcase you as well. I mean, we um, one of the things that uh, we're doing across the board in our ministries here at Northside mm-hmm. is really wanting to empower leaders, leaders who are wanting to go deeper, want to be more a part of. And you're really kind of on the ground floor of that, being one of our first coordinators. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about sort of the journey, if you will, from walking in the door of, you, you mentioned a little bit, being new to CR mm-hmm. and where you were in your life. Talk a little bit about that journey from that to coordinator. Well, I came, when I came to Celebrate Recovery for the first time, um, I'd been I'd been looking and seeking and doing the best I could with either trying to figure out my, my alcohol issues on my own. Um, I even struggled with an opiate addiction in the past, um, you know, way back um, before I started attending church here. So I have been in a rehab facility. I have been um, going to different groups, try, secular programs, trying to figure this out. Um, and as I started to grow my relationship with Christ here at Northside, um, I just ended up seeing, finding the opportunity to come to celebrate recovery. So I came in here, I'd lived a life of making excuses a lot. So I'd always, whenever there was hard work to be done or something to where I was going to be held accountable or something where I really had to dig deep and do some soul searching and things like that, I avoided, uh, or I made an excuse not to do it out of fear and things like that. I remember being in the parking lot here before I came in the first time for CR and I prayed and I told myself, whatever is asked of you, just say yes. That, that doesn't work for everybody. Some people have need to be able to say no in a healthy way. Me, I have said no for so long that I was like, whatever anyone asks, just say yes, be present, be ready to help in whatever way. And so, um, you know, when you pray about things like that, be careful what you ask for because you start getting asked things. And I just, I just continue to say yes. Uh, people would ask me to be their accountability partner, to speak in front of people, to do whatever, you know, things that I would normally have a fear of doing. And I just kept saying yes. So that, I think just being present and willing and growing in relationships got me to a place to where I built a relationship with you and the care team. And, you know, just what I was hoping to accomplish was to make myself known to you guys that I want to do whatever it takes to to not just have my recovery be for me, but for someone else. That's good. Yeah. That's good. We talk about that a lot and in, in especially Celebrate Recovery, but care ministry in general, that God is not healing us for the sake of healing us. Mm-hmm. He's healing us so that we can be of maximum purpose and use in his kingdom. Yeah. And I think what one of the reasons we wanted to bring you on, one of the reasons you're a coordinator is that's been evident in your life oh, you. that you have you are healing, you you've healed, you are healing, you're going into healing and in the midst of that, you're carrying the message and helping other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. really important. Mm-hmm. I I know one thing that uh, Nate said a couple times now from the state from the main stages talking about taking our, our pain and turning into our purpose. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, I know for me, like, you know, having worked with you and served with you, I definitely see that. I, I see God working in and through you to, to help serve other people. And 
Well, and let's be real too. That doesn't stop. And I don't, yeah. you know, I haven't gotten to some place where I don't have struggles, where I don't mess up, where I don't need God to renew something again in me mm-hmm. or make me go back to the drawing board on something I've worked on. Like I haven't, like Tom says, I've never gotten to a point where I've arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, it does feel good to know that something, um, good is happening out of what God has done for me. And that's, you know, where I want to gain momentum continuously. That's a good transition point. I think to talk about kind of what Tommy foreshadowed at the top of of this is now let's talk a little bit about what God's been doing, um, in your personal life Mm. with some of your skills and talents and kind of where you've been led and talk a little bit about your music. Yeah. So, um, I've always had, I've always had a, an interest in music and, and even like since the age of 16 was in punk rock bands and rock bands and stuff like that. Um, but as I got married and had children, you know, that kind of falls back in the lower end of priorities and, and also coupled with my addictions and things like that, music is very easily intermingled with, you know, um, a party lifestyle and things like that. Um, my music in the past was always a means of some kind of approval from other people, um, to get attention, uh, to build myself up, to make myself feel important. It was about self and an image is what that was about. I enjoyed it, but that wasn't the high part of the, the priority there. Uh, so after a break for a while, like just last year, really, I've always wanted to keep writing and I wanted to write a book and I wanted to write things like that. And so as I would sit down to write, it would all come out in music form. Mm. And I continued to pray about that. And just it was for the first time I was involving God in something that I was doing that was creative. And I'd never done that before. It sounds simple, but it's like I never thought about having God be in what I'm writing And the more that I did that, I realized he was showing me that my gifts can be used in a way to glorify him and take that away from trying to glorify me. And, and, you know, and that's where, so that's where that started. And so now, um, I've really been, um, just doing as much as I can. I'm working on a project I'm, uh, recording and, and just being as creative as possible. And the goal is to show other people in the church, young people, that um, your gifts can be used in a way that isn't about this world and fame mm-hmm. and money and power and sexuality. It doesn't have to be that. It can be more yeah. about pointing towards God and pointing others that way and awesome. still be yeah. fun and still be cool. I think I'm cool, but I don't know. <laughs> but, well, well Cal, Cal, I wanted to see oh. Callie. I want to put you yeah. on the yeah. spot because we haven't heard a lot from you yeah. today. She's talking way too what, much. What is a question <laughs> that you maybe have for Eric specific to music? Yeah. Uh, um, so what pointed you in like the direction of like rap music? Because you said you started in like a punk. Yeah. So like what made you transition to that? So I always liked hip hop too. Um, what happened when I was younger is, you know, you need back then we, you always had four or five guys in a band. Then nobody shows up for practice or everybody gets mad at each other. We're young guys, whatever. So (laughs) trying to like 
there was too much organization that wasn't working um, back then. So I was like, I need to figure out how I can do some music by myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so me and my buddy was really just doing this at home for fun for a long time. But I felt it just felt good doing it. It feels more natural to me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think there's a stigma around hip hop, too. And that's obviously yeah. because of what is out there. Um, but hip hop doesn't have to be about bravado and the things that I named earlier, money and, and violence and sex yeah. and things like that. Um, it can be a style used to to still glorify God. And that's yeah. kind of how that happened. Yeah. Well, we, we, we do have a sample of one of your songs, uh, you know, with uh, with Father's Day coming up in yeah. a couple of days. So uh, it's called uh, Your Son, correct? Yeah, yeah so, so it's, a, it's a song that's going to be released on digital platforms on Father's Day. I'm excited about it. And then not too long after that, I'm going to be releasing a full project called Out of the Wilderness. It'll be on my social media and stuff. Mm -hmm. Tom is on a song with me, oh, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> it's my uh, favorite. Infection? Yeah. <laughs> infection, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. about sin um, and the, the, the way that that infects us in every mm -hmm. day that we do, mm -hmm. you know, the way that we process yeah. things and do things. Yeah. Well, for our listeners, uh, we have a small sample uh, of, uh, of your son. Nice. So we want to we want to take a pause here and. And just kind of uh, you know, let some of our listeners uh, hear that. So, um. Good morning. This is your dad. I just wanted to call and tell you thanks a lot for the gift. I really do appreciate Eric at Buck. You and Tasha got that's that is really, really nice. Show me daily all the flaws I overcome. I get so stuck, forget where I had begun. There's beauty when they fade like the setting sun For all you take, I'll add another I need your grace, I need your love Remind me I'm your son I lost my father way too young I regret he didn't see what I've become What I'm becoming through you So glory, glory, glory to the author of my story I want my dad to know I know you Like I know you without worry I think of all the calls I would ignore All the knocks outside my door All the mornings searching just to find me on the floor I thought it must have been a Man, is that good stuff Yeah, yeah. And so tell us, uh, you know, we were talking beforehand yeah. So that, that, that clip of your dad, that was, uh, uh, that was a voice Mill. Yeah, I've he my my father died back in 2015, um, uh, something that wasn't expected, and I um, I just always I saved like ten voicemails because I just always he called me all the time back then, and this song even talks about that kind of regret. There, he was one of the kind of dads that called me and checked in on me when I was 25 years old. He'd mm -hmm. call at work and ask like. Hey, Eric doing okay? Wouldn't even tell them to tell me that he <laughs> called, you know. Because um, I think he saw how many times I screwed up in the past. So, you know, he's just making sure, you know, I haven't, uh, not doing the same things. But uh, Well, it sounded uh, like he was being a good dad and just concerned oh, man. about you and loved you. And yeah, like, and, and, and that's kind of where that song is, is like he spent the last 10 years of his life um, sober and growing closer to Christ and leading Bible studies and things like that. And he was really trying to pull me in to that type of lifestyle. And I fought that for a long time. And then I gained that after his death. And so there's a lot of regret of just time wasted where I could have shared that with him. Um, and I know my dad knew my heart when he passed away, but, um, you know, looking back on it, it's like, man, 
there's so much more I could have done if I would have just been willing to listen to somebody who was trying to to lift mm-hmm. me up and care about me. So. I think there are a lot of people are going to identify with with you and with that. Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, I was just thinking about we just um, I, celebrate might be a weird word, mm-hmm. but we we uh, were thinking about the anniversary of my father-in-law passing. Yeah. And one of the things uh, Jessica mentioned was she goes, I love my dad and I knew he loved me, but I didn't appreciate yeah. I wish I would have appreciated him when he was alive the way I appreciate him now. I think there's a yeah. lot of people identify with that. And I also want to say that I've been privileged to hear a lot of excerpts from the project you're mm-hmm. doing. And I, I appreciate that about your music in general. Um, don't hear me wrong. I love Christian music, but there's a lot of Christian music out there that's for mass consumption. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yep. it's watered down. Mm-hmm. And what I really appreciate about your music is the intensity and specificity of the lyrics yeah. and being biblical, but also the energy and emotion and realness that comes with it. Yeah, that, that was one word that came to my mind was just was realness, like the genuine. When I'm when I'm praying and going through this and letting God kind of talk to me through what I'm writing about. God already knows my heart. So if I'm praying to God and he's telling me and leading me, and then I'm trying to build some kind of facade while I'm writing, like how, how authentic is that going to be? And like, we all have doubts. We all fear. We all get angry. Um, and I want to be able to convey that in a way that still shows that I'm not falling away from Christ, but I'm seeking answers and seeking Mm -hmm. strength. Right. You know, so that's where I want to be with, you know, how I am creatively. Yeah. yeah. You know, Eric, thank you so much for, for coming yeah. on. Oh, we we, we really appreciate it. Uh, we, we love serving with you. Yes. Uh, you, you are a huge uh, blessing to not only this team, this church, but, but literally the entire world. I mean, as people, you know, come into CR and they move and they, they transition other places, they're, they're not going to forget, you know, the, the seeds that you've planted and how you poured into people's lives. Well, so. you guys have, you know, you guys make that possible for me, uh, you know, on a weekly basis. That's huge for me. Yeah. And you, um, maybe don't always get the appreciation that you all deserve. There's so much that goes into just the podcast and care night and all the special events that you guys do. Um, and you know, sometimes we don't get the turnouts and things like that, that we think, but you know, there's times where it's just that one person that's yeah. going to have their life changed because yeah. somebody loved them the right way. And I think that we're trying to, I think that's what we try to do. Um, yeah. so, you know, kudos to you guys for well, making you. that happen. Well, I mean, I, I, I I know your heart and, and I've, I've seen your heart at work and, and, you know, if you're, if you're on the fence about coming to CR, whether it be, you know, here or somewhere else, I can tell you that, that, you know, there is, there are very few like Eric, I mean, who, who genuinely just care for people who, uh, who help them understand that they are seen, that they are loved, they are welcome, invited, you know, and that this is a safe place to come yeah, and heal. Thanks, so man. We're really thankful for your brother. Thank you. But uh, as we wrap up, we're reminded that prayer is primary, and uh, we want that wants we want that to be the primary way that uh, that we we care for people is listen, encourage, and pray for them. Yeah. So, uh, so Tom, yeah, uh, would you mind lo- praying? I'd up? love to. Yeah. Well, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, the opportunity to just uh, today to showcase Eric to uh, introduce him to folks that uh, don't know him. Um, just as Tommy so well said, all that that. We are blessed by all that Eric brings, um, Lord, with the work that you're doing in and through him. Lord, I pray that um, between whether it's the podcast or Eric's music or whatever you are using, Lord, that that you are bringing people to you. And 
And so, Lord, I just bless this project that Eric's working on, the release date, um, Lord, that it will be to your glory, that it will maybe um, hit ears and hearts that wouldn't normally, say, listen to a sermon or a podcast, but they hear your word through his music and are drawn to you, Lord, um, because we really do want to give you all the glory. Thank you for our listeners. Thank you for the opportunity and the ability to do this podcast. Lord, bless all that are listening and their families. Be with them. Let them know you in a deeper way today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Love you guys. Thank yeah, you. love you too, brother. Well, uh, don't forget you can join us every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. to catch this episode or others on YouTube, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Facebook. And you can also go to mynorside.com slash care for additional resources. Love you guys. So I question if I'll prosper. Fallen world won't be hard to find the impure. You and you and he and she and me. If you're unsure, undeterred, more mature, authentic.